There's been a bit happening in the world of football in the last week, including more than a full round of A-League action, and the Destruction in the Box podcast is here to take you through every late-night ready zone entry, four-legged pitch invader, and 12-team closed-off league with no promotion or relegation that infuriated a lot of traditional stakeholders. My name's Rudy Etzel. I'm joined by Andrew Clark. <laughs> G'day, Rudy. Dan Fisher. Hello, Rudy. And Chris Alloy. Hi. G'day. How are you going? Good. I'm going better than the Super League's going. <laughs> we were all set to record. It's lucky we didn't record last night because I'm sure we would have run a lot of like Super League gags that could have been out of date by the time yeah. most people listen to the podcast <laughs> well, like, six right. hours later. It's all right for people to laugh about it now, but I bought a, a bunch of domain names believing that I was going to <laughs> cash in. Um, but And I, I already put in some some early work on a, uh, a cryptocurrency based around the the, uh, the Super League, but that's all gone to shit now. So laugh. Thanks, but, Florentino you know, Paris. This has ruined a lot of people's dreams, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Only those in Spain looking to wipe debt off their books. <laughs> Indeed. Um, all right, let's uh, let's kick off our uh, A League uh, podcast with just uh, our observations. This is the only this is the only Super League that uh, we're interested in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> only one closed shop I want to know about. This yeah. one, <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I know you guys are across it, but um, our listeners, I know, I understand that our listenership and soccer Twitter are like the Venn diagrams are essentially an entire full circle um so i'm assuming a lot of people listening will already be across this but i am massively into um our good friends run their memes doing up uh, a soccer twitter edition of monopoly mm. yes with, uh, with the monopoly guy in the middle like with the face mask on holding a flare um <laughs> some of my favorite things about it are um like so we're actually one of the properties you can purchase in the green section we're up for 300 bucks um so we're more expensive seems overpriced we're more expensive than all of the clubs, which is pretty cool. <laughs> the only, uh, only, the only ones more expensive than us are um, Spider Shim and so much more, and Simon Hill and Bozza themselves, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm into that. But um, the the chance cards in the community chess stuff were uh, also very, very like funny. Um, they were well thought out. They were very well thought out. There was a chance card. Um, you have entered the ready zone. Go forward 10 spaces, but also pay $200 because you should still be in goals. <laughs> <laughs> it's extremely, um, extremely yeah, there was good. A, there was a chance card for Marvin chasing you after the car park through a game. Um, <laughs> um, and there was a couple uh, of really good ones for the, the Ladies League as well, our good friends, uh, including, if I can just find it, um, use the phrase community chest as a double entendre. Collect $50. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. We need yeah. to get a physical copy of this and live stream us playing it, I reckon. Absolutely. You know, so this actually came about because um, Rose from the Ladies League was playing the actual A-League Monopoly edition, or she posted a picture of it. Um, and I'm, I think it was something – I think I replied to it from our account, and that's when Run the Memes has um, picked it up and then just like really taken the ball and rolled really with, run it. with it. There's yeah. two more I want. There's two more I want to get to before we move on to the other observations. Um, a community chess card that is with a Sydney FC logo that says salary cap error in your favor, collect $200. <laughs> and a community chess card, OMG, the game has turned into a farce. Australian football has died tonight. Pay $200 in funeral expenses. That, <laughs> it is uh, exceptionally good work by Run yeah. the Memes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I think I might, for, for the sake of. Ex- 
I won't go on. I've got some suggestions. I'll air them next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I'm I'm into Clarky's idea of getting a copy and and, and live streaming us playing it. Uh, Clarky, it's the only is... it's the only like capitalist pursuit that we'll be like remotely into. Well, you know, <laughs> no. I, like, we're into a lot <laughs> of capitalist <laughs> pursuits. From the, jobs, we... the jobs that we go to every day. I yeah, actually yeah, like, engage I think in we're... capitalism every day. Unfortunately, and like, I, I, got, I, I just got fucked by that whole super league thing. I just, yeah. just hate every <laughs> just hate every single second of it. <laughs> uh, Clarky, what's your uh, observation this week? All right. Well, uh, news broke late last week that one of Australia's most prominent sports psychologists, Jackie Lauder, has submitted papers to the federal court alleging that Adelaide United captain Stephen Mork took her intellectual property and sold a program she developed as his own. The, the intellectual property in question is no other than the Inner Game Journal, <laughs> all right? So the psychologist is suing Mork for financial loss and has asked him to stop publishing the journal immediately. Now, I, I love the comments here from Mork or the lack of comments. When asked to comment, Mork said he would not comment until he read the claims leveled against him, basically <laughs> telling that top-in-the-line journals for sports – uh, alleged IP theft is a matter for the courts. <laughs> it, 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 it also, I think he hadn't read it because it was on his diary to be done the next day. So he can't yeah. have to do everything uh, in order. Um, and it's, it's part, of, I, it's I part actually, of the fundamentals, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, and look, obviously, I'm part of the problem here. Um, I purchased one of the inner game journals that Steph has uh, allegedly. Um, Stolen the concept for so I'm I I apologise to Ms. Louder um for my the part the part I've played in in this um which we we, we call it alleged theft but you know it <laughs> seems pretty like the, what the I guess if you the this the the player Steph Mauck was her client and she provided a program for him in a therapeutic sense which he has then allegedly turned for capital uh, for his own commercial gain so interesting this will be one. Uh, one that we follow very closely. Steph Moore engaging in capitalism there. The, 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 <laughs> I, this might be a collector's item. I might be able to cut these losses on these domain names. So this uh, <laughs> this this is good. So I've got I've got a copy of what could be a collector's item. So let's see where let's see what happens. Squatting on the innergamejournal.ru is finally gonna pay dividends, hey Chris O. Hope hey, actually run the memes. He's gonna get sent a letter as well about that fucking Monopoly game as well. So you better, you better <laughs> keep a lid on it. Spell it with two P's, dog. Like you <laughs> they're gonna be on to you. All right, uh Dan, what's your observation this week, please? Um uh, Mine, mine is actually a little bit of um concern for uh, for Ryan Grant. Um it's it's not Necessarily that his production's been a bit down. He's he's only got the one goal, no assists this season. It's it's not that he actually got a got a red card on, on the weekend um, for sort of the you know denying a clear goal scoring opportunity. Um, it's it's actually since since he's had that haircut, just noticed that his hair sitting um, further back than uh, Western United's defensive line after taking an early one nil lead. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very it's, good joke. So, but you know, you know, like you know, like when when you, someone who's like gone, like had the longer hair or something a bit, and then yeah. then they've gone, they've cropped it, and then you go, you just look at it and go, oh, that's never going, that's yeah. never coming back, mate. You you're just... like, you're like, ah, I see why you haven't cut your hair for years. That <laughs> <Yeah>. makes sense. <laughs> oh, poor. I'm Ryan. feeling very targeted here. <laughs> shut up. Your hairline is fine, Clarky. I can't see you ever like not being insanely astute. 
<laughs> I need uh, promises. I need promises from higher powers. <laughs> Demoxinol. <laughs> uh, Chriso, what's your observation this week? Um, well, obviously the Mariners have been the talk of the league thus far, the A League, but also, um, I I think it's I want to spare a thought for our friends, the Mariners, in English fourth tier. Um, Grimsby Town Mariners, they're 24th currently in League Two. Mm. However, this week they launched a, a, a jersey amnesty in response to the proposed Super League. They offered fans of any of the six English clubs involved a chance to trade their shirt in for a Mariners jersey. So any United, City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham or Chelsea shirt that were less than three seasons old, you got a free 2021 Grimsby Town FC Mariners shirt. And all the the kits were then going to be donated to uh, humanitarian humanitarian projects in Africa. So I thought that was brilliant, um, and I wanted to shout out our our That's second cool. favorite our second favorite Mariners, the Grimsby Grimsby Town. And I might follow this as League Two. Like that's grim. No, no pun intended. Twenty fourth. So they need to <laughs> they need to really get like, Harry Kuehl well, is like, available. So, <laughs> so like uh, Chris. So- Chris, so I, so I follow League Two pretty close. Like my, my yep. team plays in there currently in the my, playoffs. Um, well, my team's Grimsby, but yes, continue. Well, Grimsby are one hundred percent going down, mate. It's actually no. nearly math, it's nearly mathematical. Like the mathematical. Actual, uh, who knows. else? Are oh, you in your mathematical? You've been proven wrong with this in the past, and <laughs> I actually have I actually haven't. It actually <laughs> it, it, it threatened to prove me wrong, but didn't. Um, <laughs> well. But. It's still a good concept. I guess they might be going down, but they'll be my favourite team in Conference National, and they will. Um, they also are doing a good thing here. So up the Mariners um, in England. That's great. Hup, hup, Mariners, indeed. All right, let's um, enough stalling. We've got to talk about the A League. Um, Melbourne's victory is where we've got to start. Unfortunately for everyone here. Oh boy, uh, did it implode like. So, 7-0, they've lost to Melbourne City. I remember seeing a tweet from, I reckon it might be uh, our good friend Chavapi Fingers. Um, I could be wrong on that. Sorry if I am. But I remember I read a tweet and I said, obviously City will win, but there's no way it'll be another absolute spanking, will it? (laughs) Well, (laughs) turns out it was. It was a little bit worse. (laughs) It actually, yeah, a little bit worse. Um, Just bad enough that they actually sacked perhaps this time, victory. It. (laughs) I, before we get into that, I just want if to it, say, I think if it wasn't this for Luna, is... Go on, sorry, Ken. If, if it wasn't for Luna in the 87th minute, he's probably keeping his job at 6-0. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> no. I mean... Did you see that sixth goal? <laughs> he wasn't keeping his fucking job. <laughs> well, history history would dictate that he keeps his job after that. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've seen a worse single performance in the A-League ever mm. by a team. I think at least when um like CCM got got done real badly a couple of times there, remember they scored two? Like they had those uh, yeah, a pair yeah. of like eight twos. Like but yeah. like at least at least they scored a couple. Yeah, this is this is actually the biggest win in history of the comp. Equal with Adelaide winning eight one one time. But uh yeah, this is the biggest win to nil uh in the competition history. And I mean it was two nil in the sixty third minute, and then they shipped five more. <laughs> It's 4-0 in the 83rd minute and then they ship three more. Like they've just given up. I've never like I've it's really rare to see a professional team actually like give up like that, Clarky. Yeah, I I'd argue though it's quite poor from City to only put two 
up against the victory in, in an hour of football. Like, what the fuck were they doing? They could have had 10. It's funny. It's actually playing the same. Time. Playing played- with their food. That's what they're doing. Finish <laughs> well, the job. Finish the fucking job early. <laughs> well, I'm not going to like argue too much with their methods over over the two games because really, um, both of both of the games played out. Both of the games played out similarly because the six nil was it was also you know I think it was two or three nil nil, nil, nil at half time. Was it a one nil at half time? Or? It was one yeah, nil was, at half time. Yeah. and I reckon I reckon it was about it was something like three or four goals in the last ten minutes in the six nil as well. Um, so look, they, they can play with their food. Like, it's okay. Yeah, I, I, I think actually this sort of speaks to, this result speaks to this team actually really hates Melbourne victory. And, like, mm. I imagine um, that's led by Paddy Kisnorbo. Like, <laughs> they would all hate Melbourne victory and the opportunity to really sink the boots in would be, they'd just be loving it. Look at Jamie well, McLaren. Five goals. <laughs> Well, look at um, Stefan Kolakowski, who's grown up a Melbourne Heart fan, Melbourne City fan, all the way through. Like he's been, like you know, he's born and bred. Like that's like that, yeah, you know, that's that's his upbringing. Um, and so, like you see the the photos of him after the game. He's like he's got the megaphone. He's gone down to the active end. He's got the megaphone. Like, and I think he's tweeted out like this is our city or something. Yeah, uh, right. Okay. I think that was his quote. So like you know, like you know that you know that he hates the victory. Um, like that, that, that'd have to go through the whole squad. But for some of them, it will be more personal than others. Andrew and Naboot would hate the victory. That's cool with Kolakovsky. That's that's good. They, I know that obviously. It's a good story. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what the leagues. That's what you've got to do. You've got to have these mm. guys who who grow up sporting teams go forward. Then they get to yell uh, in through megaphones uh, uh, when they <laughs> their best rivals. No, that's I'm all about it. So yeah, same. Yeah. Mm. Um, it really adds a personal <laughs> touch to sports washing. <laughs> yeah. um, Adama Traore um, I mean he's going to have to get a lengthy ban for that that is just horrendous conduct for, he's the captain on the night and it go, it sort of goes to show where their heads are at Melbourne Victory they just weren't interested really in playing this game for him to like the tackle was bad enough then for him to grab at the ref's arm when he's trying to give him the red card like you just can't you just can't behave like that when you like he's a leader at the club it just like I mean it spoke to a fractured playing group i suppose and now Bre- brebner's sacked and steve Keane is in and but just like just awful to watch really like i just uh like he should be they- better than that he's probably been victory's best player which is which is grim in itself when when a when a left back is is your best player for the season but it was and when you're leading the club in the absence of probably of your captain and then probably your second choice captain yeah, He's been around longer than long enough to know that you don't do that sort of shit. Like it's just it's it's uncalled for. And even if he doesn't get suspended for the rest of the season for that conduct, he should sit on the pine for the rest of the season, regardless. Yeah, pretty pretty it's, average. It's about stuff. setting standards for Melbourne victory standards that have been nowhere this season, and it starts there. Especially yep. with young um, young left back Dalibor Markovic waiting in the. Way. Oh, hang on. Sorry. No. <laughs> 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 Straight onto Western United's bench in Launceston, by the way. They didn't waste any time to be like, we don't even need him. We're just going to put him on the fucking bench. He was just there for body warmth. Like, it was, <laughs> it's Launceston. It's gold. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Steve Keane's coming as interim. He said he doesn't oh, want the boy. job for... Steve, he said he doesn't want the job full time, which is pandy because I don't think he's going to get it. But then again, the last well, bloke said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so 
I welcome his three-year deal. Yeah. <laughs> but it sounds like oh, okay. they're moving a bit quicker than this, and the guys they've got in their sights are uh, Popovich and, and Ufuk Tale. Uh, to me, it's a no-brainer that they go for Popovich if they can get him. He is a cultural he's he'll reset the culture straight away like i i know that he has you know like he brings baggage with him from other a-league clubs and all that stuff but for me it's like they just need someone who walks in looks around and goes nope 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 none of this is happening anymore we start from here from the bottom and like these are my standards you have to you have to get up to them or you can get out and I think that's what the victory dressing room needs. They just need a massive personality to come in, stamp their authority on it, and go. This is this is my team now, and like I don't I don't really care about what's gone before. Like this is this is us. Sorry, Clarky, yeah, I know you've raised your hand, but I had to have my say. No, that's all right. And one massive advantage to bringing in Tony Popovich is that he will never play Jake Brimmer ever again. <laughs> 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 okay, a bit off bit off Brimmer there, hey Clark. Ah, fuck. Utter gash from him. <laughs> Absolute yeah. downhill skier who can't even fucking ski downhill. I think he well, had he can flick a, he only can... chance, didn't he, in, like, for the whole wow. game? Well, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, he, can, he also he cost three fucking goals himself. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Very, yeah. Um, no, it's very fair against the club's leading scorer and assist giver this year. Very, very good assessment. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't defend as well. Like that's like that's a huge problem, and he's he's he'd be the first to give up, basically. Yeah, well, I think this, I is, with Brimmer. Yeah, this, this is kind of my point with Popovich is it's like Brimmer will, if, if he comes in, Brimmer will either defend or not play. You know, he won't, you know. And I've got a fair yeah. idea as to which one I think Jake Brimmer will pick. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um, before we move on from, from this game, we've probably got to say a couple of words about Melbourne City. Um, like ruthless slaughtering performance. Jamie McLaren now holds the equal record with Archie for goals scored in a game with five. Um, yep. Unfortunately, he missed out because Archie yep. went and two-footed him just um, in, in the dying <laughs> minutes there because <laughs> yeah. he, he, couldn't, he couldn't bear to see another record go. Yeah, poor old Archie was pretty gutted about the whole thing, really. Um, so, and yeah, City, they're now top, uh, top of the table and they look... Completely imperious, really. Um, they don't look like they're going to relinquish that goal difference of twenty. Um, and also, uh, Naboot's Andrew Naboot's goal really going to be hard to go past for goal of the season. I'd have thought outrageous finish. Well, that, if he wins it, that'll be his second. Because didn't he win I it? Believe so, yeah. And it wasn't it also was that one was left foot outside the boot outside. No, and this is no. I think that was right foot outside the boot, wasn't it? No, this one was right foot. That last one was when he tore up the other side and he used his left with the outside of his left boot and, and scored the goals that year when he was at Newey. I, I could be wrong, but I think he won it that year as well. For a similar goal in that, it was in the outside of his boot, but just with a different peg. So if he that. actually, if he does win goal of the year this year with that, and we're, and if we're correct and he did win goal of the year on the opposite boot with a similar goal, what he needs to do next season is actually score with the outside of his head from range. Yes. For the, for the perfect <laughs> yeah. hat-trick. Perfect hat-trick of goal of the season awards. Yep. No, that's yeah. what we're after. Uh, with his ear. Yeah. His ear. The side of his head. I've just watched it again. It's the right boot that he scores with. Um, oh, the first, the first one. No, no, Chris, I yeah. talking. He reckons it was left a couple of years ago against for for New. Yeah, no, I've just I've I've just oh, pulled it up and it, it is uh, it was, right. It was, okay, because well, I I think I think he doesn't have. Oh, actually, I th- yeah, I'm pretty sure it's right foot. 
Um, okay. Well, it's the second uh, wrong horse I've jumped on this week then. So that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on, boys. Um, West Sydney Wanderers um, probably having a little bit of the heat taken off them by Melbourne Victory's extreme plight, uh, to be honest. Uh, dropped a home game against uh, Brisbane Raw, who, in fairness, were very, very good. But uh, languishing around the sixth spot, uh, not really where they wanted to be, Western Sydney, with this team. They were expecting, uh, the fans are expecting a much better season than this, it's fair to say, Dan. Well, the thing with the thing with Western Sydney sitting in uh, sixth spot at the moment is that the latter's not a fair reflection of that. Um, they shouldn't be there um, because <laughs> Brisbane, well, no, Brisbane and Western United have three games in hand on them and are both mm-hmm. only two points behind them. So, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking points per game. Brisbane and Western United are streets ahead of them at the moment. Yeah. They, they, need, one, they only need one win in their next three to be, you know, to be effectively ahead of them. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So it's, uh, yeah, it's this is a really, like, really, they should be beating Brisbane Raw at home if they want to make finals. And, uh, yeah, that was, the, the Brisbane, this such an impressive performance by them. Um, particularly Joey C to set up the winner. That ball to Dan Zaki was outrageous, Clarky. Oh, absolutely. He's um Joey Joey's directness and and just his ability to just look up and just thread that ball first time is is unreal, pretty much. So no, nah, it was great. But also at the same time, that Wanderers defensive line is Whilst there's there's you know a decent defender there in Ziggy Gordon, uh, it's when you've got McGowan there also taking up the second of three spots, you're going to have a bad time. Mm. He's absolute bin tier, and if Western Sydney Wanderers are, are are real about doing anything either this season or next season, they need to find somebody else to put in that spot because he's not fit to wear the shirt. There's a few in there that just look completely disinterested. I think. But the problems with with their sort of defensive line with him and then in midfield uh, is, is probably a heap of their problems. I mean, I think Robbo has to take a bit of the the heat, but oh, there's some absolute plotters in that team. I also wonder if there um, there was a bit of confusion I, I saw amongst their back three in this game, and maybe if there's a bit of lack lack of continuity of games with each other. It'd been a while since Tass Mordekutis had had a start. Um, mm. Natter had kind of taken his spot; he was out because of the red card. Um, Ziegler had played the game before. I'm pretty sure it was instead of McGowan. So they actually had two different central defenders from their previous game. Um, mm. So I just it, it felt like some communication issues uh, were, were going on there. Um, and we talked before, it's like, you know, uh, Western Sydney have probably a couple of players for every position. They're probably not as high a level as what um, mm. as what other clubs sort of might have even for their for their first guy for that position. They've got a bit of depth, Western Sydney. It's just the quality might not might not be as The depth as isn't high. very good, yeah. <laughs> yep. But, but yeah. also, like, Brisbane in wide areas just feasted. Like, Corey Brown had a great game. Joey C had a great game. And, and there was just... It looked like at no point was Robbo going to go, well, look, we're getting slaughtered here with a back three, back five, whatever it is. Maybe we should just go to a, a back four and just stop the stop the rot a little bit. But it just sort of persevered through the whole game. And and Brisbane, it was only a matter of time until Brisbane sort of, you know, after Kamau equalised, would just get another one. And, and yeah, Dan Zaki was there to finish again. Hmm. Yeah, he it was, a, like we mentioned earlier, a great goal. Um, we, we mentioned in our notes here, it was an unlikely source uh, for the first goal. 
Um, Josh Brindle South, who for some reason most of us thought was was like a young player, but turns out he's twenty eight years old. Oh, I, I think it's yeah. his, I think it's his name, Josh Brindle yeah. South. Just sounds like a young player. It does, <laughs> and I I, I switch, whenever if I hyphenated Queensland, I think young. So yeah. that's just that's <laughs> how I roll. And um, he I, played a few games for the Knicks. He played a few games for the Knicks um, uh, a fair while back. Um, yeah. So they said it was thirteen. They said it was like it's like seven years after his debut. He first had his first A League goal, but um, I, there was a he, lot of he, a lot of um, a lot of surnames involved in that goal actually, because it was Wenzel Halls's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wenzel Halls's hit that set it up. The thing, Sorry, that, like, the thing that strikes me about about Brindle South is I, I reckon if he if he bleached his hair, he's got the same bone structure and complexion of Milky from me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good shout. Um. It's uh, um, Jay O'Shea nearly. Uh, he, oh. he, he he took a shot from Bondi Beach that nearly went in. It's just like just just bounced off the crossbar. That would have wouldn't that have been uh, all over the all over the um, all over the ESPN plays of the day if he'd gotten that in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, yeah I, before you would have loved to have seen it drop. In. You'd love to see that drop in like that. That'd yeah. just be so cool. Um, he's just hit it right in the middle of the crossbar. It was so close, yeah. considering it was from so far away. Yeah, you just want to see that plop in. You barrack for it as soon as it comes off his boot. You barrack for the ball. Uh, just before we move off this game, um, I want to just chat about Den- Denzaki. He, what a good signing he's been for them. Even when they weren't going great, he was like he's been consistently excellent. He's probably been their player of the season. Yeah, and it wasn't a, a guy that came with. Um, uh, what, what was the other fellow's name? The um, uh, Kudo, Misato Kudo, Kudo, who had, who had the yeah. had the the bigger rep. Um, but Dan Zaki's come in and um, you know a bit under the radar, but always got that energy. He's always he's always a nuisance to the uh, opposition, um, which yeah. is is great as an attacker. He's always he's full of energy. He, he's um, running out games. He's running at blokes. And yeah, he's been in good nick lately, but yeah, good value all season and uh, a good a good success story for the Raw. Hmm. Um, let's move on to what was like uh, uh, probably the second funniest result of the weekend after the victory game, City victory game. Uh, Perth Glory one, Wellington Phoenix three, uh, and the ready zone breached Dan. <laughs> It was the the ready zone was breached. Um, yeah. We we love to see it. Um, look, this one it wasn't in his top. Oh, it was probably in his top three of all time. Um, but like, but it speaks to the quality of the entries. <laughs> it does. This is why it's named after him. Yeah. Well, I'll go. We'll go through them. I'll go through the best ones. Obviously, there was the, the Maisie run that he went um, went on against. I think it was Melbourne City in a late season City, game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it he just, he just yeah. got he got stripped at about the half. Um, mm-hmm. And the other one was when he he took a touch in the semi final against mm-hmm. Sydney, and it just like played mm-hmm. it straight to Alfie, um, just oh, to, to yeah. slide one in. God, this one was more about this... him trying to make up for his shitty defense, trying to sweep it up, but he just. You just didn't get there, really. It's, yeah. It's in, interestingly enough, it's it's a more of a classic sort of ready zone entry, despite the fact the the other two that we talked about were kind of atypical. Um, this was like just a keeper straying too far out of his area to to sweep, and it just <laughs> didn't I, work. Your common I, or garden variety ready zone entry, if you will. I, I, and what I liked about this ready zone entry was 
the zero fucks given by Riley Warland. Uh, he didn't <laughs> care. He, he made no attempt to get back. And that's what Liam Reddy was pointing at Riley going, mate, you fucking get back. And he's like, no, nah, that's, that's you, mate. That's, that's you. you. He's like, mate, <laughs> that is fucking on you, mate. I don't have to do dick here. And that is on you. This is, you know. So I loved it. I loved his indifference to Liam Reddy's zonage. He's I, like, no, nah, I'm I'm walking back, mate. <laughs> Fuck you. So I loved it. As every good every self every self respecting centre half would have done the same as Riley Wallen. Yeah. I, I also really enjoyed um Reddy's just his just despairing little jump as he was like as it was floating over his head by about well, but five yeah. effort. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just sort of did a little hop. It's like, oh like you know when you you know sort of you might even <laughs> You might even jump to sort of like hope it goes over the crossbar or something. It's like, come on, get up, get up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, just trying to ride it home like a like a like a putt or something. It's <laughs> nah, just um, landed right in the middle. It was, it was so good. I reckon, like, I'm not a tactics guy, right? But I reckon Perth should maybe consider not playing a high line. Like, I I don't know, I don't know. It's cost them three goals here at home against. What eighth place Wellington? Like maybe maybe just think about not playing that high line, man. Like I, you know, ninth place Wellington. It's a fair point, Rudy, because um, it continually comes up on our dumb shit podcast that like Perth shouldn't play a high line, and they keep getting scored on quite a lot. Um, And if we're calling it out, (laughs) it's probably a fucking problem. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like it turns out, like when you when you get like old immobile centre backs. Like they're really they they really struggle with high lines against like a guy who can pick a pass like Ulysses Tavia. Um, how good is Tavia, by the way? So uh, is this you, Chris? That's just written Tavia, Johnny Warren. In, a, in I, I actually I put it in the notes. I think a week or two weeks ago. I think Clarkie put it in. Yeah, this week. I just it's... copied it from three weeks ago and pasted it into this week. Uh, we'll probably talk about it next week as well. Yeah, it's our first note for all Wellington Phoenix games, isn't it? It's just Tavia, <laughs> just give him the Johnny Warren now, please. Like. He deserves it. He's so good. He's just good for the competition. It's just good that we ha- like have guys like him around. Absolutely love it. And well, um, obviously that's because that's brought along, and 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 we've credited Wellington Phoenix this in the past for touching, um, uh, for, for tapping into the Mexican community, um, in yeah. sort of the greater Sydney area, uh, because it's actually brought a new fan base to the game, uh, to the league. Yeah, exactly. It has. Um, yeah, and it's a but a like a, a diaspora that. You know, we hadn't they hadn't engaged with up with up there before, so um, yeah, working brilliantly. It's going to be a whole heap, like generation of Mexican Wellington fans in Wollongong, which is, <laughs> which is it's fucking know, sick. Only, only in the A League could that possibly happen. Um, in a similar vein to uh, Western Sydney fans with um, with Craig Robinson, the Perth fans are not having a bar of Richard Garcia at the moment, Clark. No, definitely not. When uh, when you hear Perth fans calling for Kevin Mu- calling Kevin Musket's name, you know you know Richie's under a little bit of pressure there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, mm. but yeah, this 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 top heavy front loaded Perth Glory side that 
we sort of speculated at the start of the season, yeah, they might score goals, but or they might concede goals, but they can always outscore teams. It's not really turning out that way. Well, they're not scoring. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, Kil- like Kilkenny's form's been way down, at least from an attacking sense, because he's like he's always been good for providing some assists, and he was at the start of the season. He's been down for, you know, six or seven weeks now, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Uh, is having a bit of a quiet patch as well at the moment. Um, so, yeah, that's the thing. They, they they sort of ride or die on their ability to score a boatload of goals, and they're just not doing that at the moment. And obviously, they're just conceding as like as scheduled. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and obviously, like uh, Andy Keogh hasn't really his return hasn't really gone to plan. He looks mm. he looks like he's ready for retirement. Well, yeah. I think it's about it's about what you expect of him at this age. Like, yeah. you know he's not going to be as good as, as he was in the past. Bit of a cherry on top stuff, but it's all sort of happening around him a bit. Yeah, yeah. They're, just, they're just not clicking really. Well, um, though there's one there's one return there's one returning player who is clicking. Well, I was going to bring that up actually. Yeah, Chelsea and Easy <laughs> scored the goal of the game really. Four four crackers, but uh, I think Kean Easy is pretty much the goal of the game. He also scored. Oh, yeah. uh, Midweek against Newcastle as well. He's going all right, my boy, Joel. Was um, yeah. I actually think, was his goal against Newcastle, was it his first touch as well? I got a feeling that he actually came yeah. straight on and scored. We were actually recording at the time. So we were, I, we were recording at the I time. Sort of, I think it was his yeah, first touch back from, from India, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. yeah. No, it's just a, bring, bringing a dose of professionalism to, to Perth. Good, good on him, I say. Um, before we move on from this, oh, also... Nice to see uh, Louis Ferenc push Gash Fenton on the score sheet, always. I'll never miss an opportunity to bring that up. Uh, but before we move on, uh, I just wanted to bring up the Perth fans um, applauding 38 minutes for Dylan Tombidi's um, really classy touch. Always love to see it. Um, love that his legacy is remembered uh, so much in Australian football. And uh, like huge credit to Perth for, for doing that. That's really, really awesome stuff. Uh, very good. Yeah. Um, Adelaide United have had a pretty decent week, really. Um, 3-1 win over MacArthur FC during midweek. Um, El Hassan Toure retired a bunch of fellas in one move there, which which went – that one went um, – like you can almost hear like the like the, the, the house music tracks over that like being put on by like 16-year-olds, you know. Like, yep. You try and find soccer stuff on YouTube back in the day. It was always house songs. Um, yeah, El Hassan, like that's like – Proper baller stuff that, and um, we also sent Lockie Rose back to MPL two with that yeah, one. Exactly. <laughs> um, we're also treated to the to the poor terrified cat on the field, and um, and Halloran's ridiculous goal in that game too. Um, I tell you, actually, like, I mean, you'd expect this from a cat, but with that leap, I'm um, like, I reckon, you, like, get it in the mixer. Like, get, get the cat in the mixer because at a corner, that's that's an aerial threat. I, be, I, I believe <laughs> the Brent, ball kid. Grant Bremner did make kid. inquiries in the last fortnight, <laughs> but uh, didn't didn't come off. But, but then he realised that he already had too many cats in the squad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> including, include, including, yes, the the giant cat Rudy, who is good at heading. So yeah, um, but good good call, Dan. Like it, like you're thinking outside the box. Hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, and also they snatched a point off Sydney uh, at at Leichhardt uh, as well during the week. Uh, sorry, on, on the weekend. 2-0 um, down in the 75th minute to get a couple of points of Sydney, F- uh, get a point off Sydney FCs. So it's a seriously, seriously good response because, um, yeah, they, I mean, they were really, really down, Dan. Mm, yeah, I, 
like, I didn't mind this game. It was really good narratively. Uh, like, first of all, we got um, Bobo with a brace. Um, you know, that's, um, yeah, we've talked and sort of bemoaned um, Sydney's sort of lack of sort of star power up front. Uh, Barbarous has been in uh, a lot better form um, the last couple of weeks. Um, he does tend to score in clumps, as we've talked about before. Um, you know, Bobo hitting the, um, the brace here is um, obviously a good thing uh, for Sydney FC. They just they just couldn't close this game out. And um, if anything, it looked more like Adelaide were going to take all three points towards the end of the game. Yeah, that's true right at the end there, especially um... – with Tommy Urich, um, Chriso, he's just like he's having the time of his life in the A League at the moment. He's been excellent since he returned. He has. I remember Carl Viet uh, preseason was talking about how you know he he'd never seen a player like Tommy Urich in in training. He was killing it, and then he's he's the kind who's always you know have his injury niggles, uh, and mm. he's had those. But yeah, he's a powerhouse at this level when fit and firing. And he's showing that. Obviously, nice uh, free quick, free kick. Um, Using the ref as a screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's at when he's fit and firing. Uh, he's always been very very good at this level. We've been a Socceroo starting number nine. So you know, it's often it's often forgotten that he obviously was a guy looked to for the national team when back when they played games. So um, <laughs> you know, this is a guy who who has all the tools. At, what is he? Thirty years old, 29, 30. So yeah, he's still got plenty. A time and if he's fit, watch out because the Reds, um, um, you know, the the, the Reds are, have been good this year and and uh, he's leading the line. And yeah, they're not short, of, they're not short of guys to lead the line as well. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they look, um, they look like they're really primed to cause some damage in finals, Adelaide United, don't they? Like, they're just there's just something about them that you just you, no team would want to play them, I don't think, because they can just do you on your on their day. It's, yeah. it's like really, really good. Yeah. I, I also wonder, because um, obviously Dalianov has ha- had a really good start to the season. He had some up and down games. Um, Gauchi, not the same bumps, um, really. And it'll be very interesting when Dalianov's back and fit, which I'm pretty sure is in the next week or two. Um, I I think you'd be hard-pressed to take the gloves off of Gauchi at the moment. He's like, oh, yeah. he's, he yeah. made some huge saves in this game. He's making huge saves in every game. He, Fucking save two penalties he's, a couple of weeks ago. He's 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 earned them points single handedly. Yeah, he has. He has. Um, and even though I thought Adelaide had the better chances very late in this game and could have stolen the three points, also Sydney could have been up. Sydney yeah. could have been out by more than two nil. Um, but Gauchi um, prevented that. Yeah, it was um crazy to think at, at the start of the season we were sort of looking at Adelaide's keepers dallying off and gouching, going oh largely unknown quantities how are they going to go this could be the weak link for them it's arguably being probably the, one of this I mean obviously up forward but it's, mm. they've had such a strong line and and mm. it's great to have legit competition there where your number two can come in on an injury and you're like nah it's fine he'll, he'll do a good job he'll do as good a job so you know that. It's been really good for Adelaide. Well, I know that yeah. um, uh, Eugene Galekovic is obviously charged with a lot of responsibility there, and maybe he'll like hark back to some of the um, some of the old days. His um, first season at the Melbourne Victory, when um, him and Michael Theoklatos just like alternated weeks, they just took oh, turns. Because yeah. <laughs> like right. they were both they were both good. They were one yeah. A and one B. They weren't like it wasn't a one and two. Like they were just as good as each other. So you can all play. Yeah, he, he, he Glykovic was good enough to play every week, so he left. 
Um, <laughs> I did. I did also enjoy the Ryan Grant. Uh, you mentioned it. You chatted about it earlier, Dan. The, the Ryan Grant last last man tackle, vintage stuff. Um, disappointing that Sean Evans didn't take didn't take Ryan Grant's charity work into account when handing out the red card. <laughs> come, come on, come on. <laughs> didn't recognise him with the haircut. Who are you again? <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, the other, uh, the other ones chat about really Macarthur FC. They dropped points against Adelaide, um, lost Adelaide, I should say, and they also dropped two points to Newcastle Jets um, at home. They're just—I still don't know where they're at. Like we speak about them every week, you know. We don't know where they're at. You know, are they boring? Are they exciting? Um, are they Derbyshire, good? Are they bad? Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Derbyshire set up a goal this week, and has you know, he's, I think he's got eleven goals for the season. Um, they're, now they're winless in three. They just he might have set up both. Sorry, he did. Did he? Have, did he set up, both? set up both? Yeah. 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 Set up both. So there you go. And he's like he's been a great signing, like unquestionably. Um, but it's still we still just don't know where these guys are at, and they seem to they just haven't been inspiring at home, particularly Dan. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's right. They, they, it's not the strongest, uh, strongest record at home. I wouldn't enjoy playing in front of cowbells myself personally. Um, <laughs> so they've got to do it every second week. So it must be, you know, must be sort of tough, tough gig for them. Uh, but it, it, you got to say it's it, it's a disappointing result not to not to take the the three points at home against um, against Newey, who are. Like they're the second worst team in it, um, mm-hmm. and um, have been uh, been in a, a pretty horrid patch for a long period of time. So, um, you know they'll yeah you know, they'll be kicking themselves on this one because um, I th- I still think they're going to make the six, but I reckon that you want to kind of finish more towards the top half of that just to better situate yourself to push through um, through the finals. Mm. And I've got a feeling they're going to be more in the back half of the finals. They can look at, you know, they can look mm. at these two missed points here as um uh, as a pretty big moment in that. Yeah, we'll win this and they're two points ahead of Sydney FC who have a game in hand on them. So uh, mm. instead they're, they're uh, level on points with them and have a worse goal difference. So yeah, it would have been nice for them to, 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 to put a little gap between them. Um, Mark Milligan's looking a bit slow this season, like he's still uh, obviously extremely valuable as their captain, and he sets things up and and everything. But um, that the the penalty mm. um he, he gave away against Yule, like he complained about it, but he that man that's just being beaten to the ball by a quicker guy, like you, really at the end of the day, and it's starting to look a little like it just start. It's just looking a bit bit old, Clark. Yeah, look, I'd agree, but also someone like Valentino Yule is going to make a lot of people look old and slow <laughs> in this league as well. That's but fair. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, there's. I think we've talked about it before. There's there's a bit of a lack of pace in that sort of defensive half for Macarthur, and that and that seems to you know sometimes it works for them. They're able to sort of sit deep and have those towering sort of defensive players there and, and Milligan, but in other times when teams attack them with pace, they look to get undone pretty quickly. Mm. We, we talked about it a few weeks ago. It was actually Josh Parrish who brought it up when we had him on as a guest that their move to back three has been really successful um, with um, Milligan's mm-hmm. Shushnia and uh, jo- uh, Jovanovic. But um, Jovanovic is out injured now for, and I think it's for some time as well. So um, I just don't think that they've got that combination to, you know, to, 
to make that setup work. I think they'd let, they 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 mm. had landed on something, even though all three of them were slow. It, it kind of <laughs> kind of worked. They were all in it together, and they kept it like they could keep it pretty mm. tight and compact, um, you know, t- together. Um, but I think I think the system's struggling a little bit without like that exact combination of players. Yeah, yeah that's very very much agree with that. Um, very exciting to see. Mombois. Is it Mombois? <laughs> it's, it's Mombois. Yeah. Mombois. It's hard to know with that, the apostrophe in there. Uh, really, really cool to see him get a goal on his first league start and like straight over to the to the, um, to the the African fans and celebrating with them. And another one of those like really wholesome, nice moments. Just super duper cool to see. Um, absolutely loved it. So um, before he arrived at uh, at MacArthur, um, Charles Mombwa had um, one other um, A League appearance. It was off the bench for Central Coast in their eight two loss to Wellington Phoenix. Oh, oh, gee. Um, so so he's come off the bench, but to his credit, got to say this: he's come on at the fifty third minute. It, it was five nil at the time, so they actually only went down three, two after he came on from that moment. So I think, you know, you take that as a moral victory. <laughs> well, yeah. Take what you can get when you're getting done eight, two. <laughs> yeah. It was just really cool. Really cool to see. Um, before we move off this game that we haven't mentioned it yet, Stephen Ugarkovich. What? <laughs> I didn't know he could do that. I he saw a few. Uh, he's done one few, before, hasn't he? A few, few wanderers. A lot of Wanderers fans getting excited online about that one, I noticed. So shows you where they're at. Yeah. I bet I think, you they can't wait for Robbo to deploy him and absolutely ruin what makes him a good player. <laughs> <laughs> I said, there was one actually there was actually one Wanderer, Chris O, who wasn't too happy to see it. it was um it, I think it was Bacchus. I, I don't reckon <laughs> Bacchus was too keen to see that one. He's like, Oh no, I think I might be out of a job here. <laughs> You're Steven Yugarkovich. Yes, you was- play central midfield. <laughs> play central midfield are you better than me i don't know you but yes yes <laughs> uh, um finally uh poor old central coast mariners went down one nil to western united uh dan you mentioned it in your observation uh an early goal to western united is the last thing you want to see it's the last thing the league needs terms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 and it's the last thing the people of tasmania deserve really down there in Launceston, the 3,000 that, that trekked out. Um, so, yeah, they scored early through Connor Payne. Be- beautiful goal, to be fair. Um, mm. The Mariners maybe didn't quite do enough to stop it from happening. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, brilliant ball, a brilliant goal. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, just about all we have to really say about this game. <laughs> We're really out of time. <laughs> it's, it's, that's well, we just got- what, they'll, it's what they'll do in these kind of scenarios. We should probably talk about the uh, the, the humour in that um, the ruined on second yellow card and the lack of communication that just confused everyone and especially the commentators. Uh, it was <laughs> yeah. uh, it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so they found an offside. They found Barisha was offside in the lead up, so that overruled the second yellow. Is that correct? Yeah, we, that's correct. we still don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. So no, that, that was the word that they that they uh, got got back about that. That to me, that brought up a loophole. That suggests to me that you can do whatever the fuck you want if there's an offside <laughs> on the play because, <laughs> because the card's coming back. So what you're saying is Melbourne Victory should get Archie Thompson back <laughs> and then just kick the crap out of blokes. 
Um, I think I would say that there's one more famous Melbourne victory identity for kicking blokes um, that they could get back (laughs) if they were going to do that. But no more famous Melbourne victory identity for being offside. To be fair, uh, so it's yeah, a combination. So it's a combination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thompson offside, uh, musket kicking blokes. Yeah, that's right. It's my. It's it's 2011 all over again, my friend. Um, it's the first start in about five, or six games for Diamante, so good to see him back. Uh, putting in diagonal balls, doing Diamante stuff. I think they're just that uh, they're just resting him through, like you know, just um. I, don't remember him having a specific injury. I, I think the, they said on the coverage he had a bit of a rib complaint. So yeah, that's a complaint. Yeah, that's an injury. Yeah, <laughs> I figure he's just old, and you know, it's just stuff hurts when you get into your your mid thirties. Well, his posture yeah. would be no good because he doesn't have a TV stand. <laughs> he just he just sits his TV in the corner of his lounge room. Like that's got to be shit house for the neck. <laughs> Furniture's just shit you got to sell when you go off to your next football club, pretty much. That's why. As a journeyman, he he knows these things. Smart, smart. He's he's ahead he of the he game. He doesn't want to deal with tire kickers on fucking Gumtree. <laughs> Gumtree is not poor boy. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to have to leave here with too many Australian dollars in cash. I think it's fair to say. Um, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's leave that there, voice. Um, it's been been quite a, f- a fun evening, enjoyable chatting uh, a league with you guys. Um, you know where to find us on socials. We're DITB Pod on Twitter and Insta. Uh, you can search for Destruction in the Box on Facebook. Uh, you can also email us contact at destructionpod.com. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm sure you hear this sort of uh, all this stuff at the end of every podcast you listen to. So thanks for sticking through to the end. I've been your host Rudy Etzel. I've been joined by Andrew Clark. Cheers, Rudy. Dan Fisher. Thank you, Rudy. Chris Alloy. Thanks, Rudy. We'll see you next week. 